You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Builtbar.com, promo code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Okay, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which we've been doing for the past couple weeks. Our observations, takeaways, what we learned from the weekend and Ray's land, baseball world, whatever you want to call it. What what did you come up with? What's what's something that, that tickled your fancy over the past couple days? Well, according to Adam Barry, who is the new beat writer for the Rays, uh-huh. replacing Juan Toribio uh, on MLB.com, there are now a few race memorabilia items being showcased in Cooperstown um, for the whole calendar year of 2021 in honor of the 2020 World Series, which, of course, holds the distinction of being the first neutral site uh, World Series ever. Now, the Rays items include G-Man Choi's jersey, for him becoming the first Korean-born player to start a World Series game. I believe that was game two. Um, Randy Arozarena's bat uh, that broke the record for home runs in a single postseason, and Brett Phillips's spikes from game four. Uh, we should also note that Mike Brasso's bat from the ALDS game five against Chapman, uh, that is also in Cooperstown. Kevin, if you were in charge of the collection of these items. Is there one you would like to add to this list? Is there an item missing on this list? Do you think? From the 2020 world series run in concern of the Rays, I'd really have to think about that, man. You are putting me on the spot. I cannot think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure you have something, but I will make a note. Hey, at least something got into the hall of fame this year right that that's a good sign they actually put a couple things in there no players elected to the hall of fame unfortunately this year but uh a couple of memorabilia items which by the way if i'm these players like if i'm randy arazarina i really want to give up that bat yeah right does he get that thing back i don't want to keep that might have some bullets left in it that might have some some juice (laughs) or magic left in thing same thing with with brett phillips shoes like i would assume these guys have to get these items back just for the sake of, I mean, their personal collection. And if at some point, maybe they want to put it out on the market and and sell it on, on eBay or or one of those auction venues and and make like some of these things could be worth quite a bit of money for sure. There's there's a lot of rich people that are Tampa Bay Rays fans. For example, Dick Vitale is one. There's a lot of other, like this is valuable stuff here. I think it is good. Uh, be used by these guys at some point. 
I think that's a great point, especially for players that are not making millions, a.k.a. Randy, a.k.a. Mike, yes. a.k.a. Brett. So, and G-Mike. A.k.a. Is, G-Man. Is, G-Man. G-Man's still having some uh, financial uh, challenges and difficulties with the Rays. They don't want to give him a couple hundred thousand, thousand bucks, no. I guess. That, it's say it's no, a lot no. of money. Too much money. Too much it, money. It's, it's, it's a lot of money for your mom and, shop, uh, mom and pop shop, but for, uh, you know a baseball organization that has appreciated in value pretty much every year since Stu Sternberg took the thing over, I think they could, you know, deal that stuff out. But what do I know? Right. Right. Um, okay. That's a tough question. So I'm going to give you another one. Okay. Would you have a preference of keeping one item over another, the Jersey, the spikes or the bat? Well, first of all, do you have any items that you would add to this list? I think so. You're just trying to, okay. I, I, I want to hear what you have because I cannot look that, that world series seems, who knows? Okay. Something that maybe just got to my head, maybe, and this would be, it wouldn't really be a good example for the Rays and kind of mean in a sense, but you know, the ball that was taken from Blake Snell's hand, maybe that could be something. I was, I, I was thinking about something to do with Blake Snell in game okay. six. I was thinking the hat. I was thinking the spikes, maybe, I don't know. I think the glove would be way too much to ask right. for. But then again, he was traded. So I don't know if he is going to keep the same glove with the same embroidery um, because sometimes they use the the color of the team. So, you know, I don't think San Diego Padres and the Rays uh, share a lot in, in the color scheme. Maybe the yellow, but I don't think that's uh, that was what he was uh, – uh, holding on his glove. I think it was a little bit of a light blue, a baby blue. So I don't know, man. I, I, I think it would have to be something with game six, uh, the hat, the spikes, the ball, whichever one, but you have to talk about game six in, in that showcase. Something with Snell. And I'm sure there's a lot of things from the Dodgers point of view too, right? I mean, yeah. But I didn't like really, have, yeah, <laughs> I didn't really want to focus on that. Okay. Uh, would you have a preference though? of keeping one of these items over the other jersey, spikes, bat, which one? I, I'm you know? down to, look, I, I don't really care about Phillips shoes all that much or Choi's jersey. Like, it's definitely between a Rosarina's bat or Grosso's bat because those are two, I mean, legendary, not just moments. I mean, Brousseau's thing, what, Brasso, sorry, I mispronounced his name. Fire off the emails, all you haters out there. Um, <laughs> Like Brasso, that was a crazy moment, but Araz Arena, I don't know if that record's ever being broken. So I'd probably yeah. have to go with, with Randy's bat there. I sure. think I agree with you. It's, it's either of the bats. The spikes are cool. The, the jersey's cool. But like, I would want to have a mantelpiece and one of those bats would make such a great addition to like, no, oh, do you know where that bat's from? Yeah. That's and also, game like, five. Like people would like, oh no, right. bleeping way, you know? Yeah. And let's be honest too, Randy's career is probably on a much higher trajectory than Brasso. So who knows? Sure. A Rosarina could be, I don't want to say a Hall of Famer that's way too, but a multi-time all-star. He could, by the time this is all said and done 10, 15 years from now, we could go back and say, wow, he had a really, really great career. And that having his bat could bring a lot more cachet than Brasso's bat where again not to put down Brasso but would you rather have 
some type of memorabilia from Evan Longoria or some type of memorabilia from Dan Johnson. That's, right. that's kind of the, the situation I'm going with. I'm all about the sale. I'm all about making money off this thing. Yeah, I, know. I might keep we, it, I might keep it uh, in my house for a couple of years, but if I can get a couple hundred grand out of it, I'm, I'm selling that baby. We've, uh, we've learned from Stu, man. Uh, look, uh, you just got to maximize profit. And so yes. uh, I understand you completely. Uh, talking about Randy, I don't want to go into a whole thing because maybe this could be an, uh, an episode of, of its own, but all of these top 100 prospect lists Mm-hmm. Um, they include a bunch of rays. I think uh, always the most on, on on these lists, like topping eight, eight out of rays. Every other team, basically, out they've of got every the most other prospects. Team. Yes, exactly. Now, having said that, uh, a Rosarena doesn't always surprise me with the ranking. He's always in the twenties, thirties, and I'm, I just have to. Does that bother you? Like uh, the, the you would think it's higher Randy? because I I don't know if there's some type of seen bias. These guys, wait, sorry, seventeen-year-olds or nineteen-year-olds that are that haven't played above a ball, and yes, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately including uh, Wander here. Um, but you've seen what this guy can do against Clayton Kershaw. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, against the Houston Astros, against the Yankees. I mean, this guy yeah. has been in the major leagues and succeeded um, uh, just in front of everybody in, in, in the brightest lights. Uh, how is he uh, not being ranked a little bit up in those rankings? I mean, I mean the rankings shouldn't matter at all. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier, no, nobody thought of him when they drafted him or Mike Brasso and, and look what they're doing. But I, I don't know. I'm just a little bit bothered by the ranking. Yeah. Well, I think these other sites, I don't know what they're doing exactly. They might mark him for his age because he's going to be 26 pretty soon. And it's almost like, is he really even a prospect anymore? You know, given all the action he's already okay. gotten so far. So I really, they should just take him off the list and just put kind I of agree. a footnote that, hey, you know, yes, he's a great prospect, but we're going to take sort of like Brendan McKay. Like you, at some point you just got to, he was like one inning away from being yeah. on the prospect, you know, being taken off of the prospect status, whatever it may be. Now I will say some of the more enlightened outlets like Fangraphs, they have Randy as the number two prospect on the Rays behind Wander Franco. That makes sense. I that get makes that. Sense. That's totally yes. understandable. But where like at MLB.com or the Ray, I mean, they at some point ranked uh, Randy like 19th, 21st, even after he gotten called up and made his performance and everything. And yeah, it's just kind of stupid, quite frankly. Like once you've, we've seen you in the majors, we've seen what you can do. Just, just take them off the list. Don't even look prospects. Okay. For, do, do guys that haven't been in the majors yet. At some or, point, or it's like... there has to be some... Like, okay, I get it that you have the 130 at-bats, you have the 50-inning minute uh, limit, and obviously, if they're able to be Rookie of the Year uh, uh, winners for the next season, then they should be on the prospects list. I understand that. It just seemed weird to me that a guy with so much uh, records... He literally... In a, in a records, short people, season, too. In a, yeah. yeah, in a short season, that either... Why is he on this list? And, 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 and number two why is he on this list so low? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that's my thing. So I understand the, the parameters that they're playing with, but then I don't understand the rank. If yeah. you can't take him off because he's still eligible for the rookie of the year. I, okay, fine. Don't take him off. But then right. 
you have to give some merit to actual major league time over a ball time. I agree. Yeah. I look the, these lists, they're all proprietary too. nobody really, I, I feel like with these lists, people are just copying off each other and nobody really knows <laughs> the right answers. Like, okay. Uh, every, every site in the world is going to have Wander Franco number one. Right. And probably within the top 10, top 20, they're going to have a lot of the same names. And it's just, I feel like, like it's a lot of like information sharing, not stealing per se, but it's just like, oh, see what uh, MLB and Fangraph, look who they put up there. Well, we better have this guy higher. And it, it's all the same names we talk about all the time, really. So I, I think this is, this would be a really good question for Aram um, when, when we have him on next, but is there a, a group think that happens a lot with these prospect lists. Like nobody dares to defy the other 50 websites that say Wander Franco is number one. Nobody, nobody, there's a, there's a little group think happening. Like these are the guys that we're all talking about. Yeah. There's yeah. subtractions and additions, but it just seems like all of these are very, very alike. And you know, yeah, I think what happens a lot of times, I mean, the guys who put these lists together, they're talking to the same exact scouts and the same exact player personnel. And yeah, they're doing some of their own self scouting and things of that sort. Like I know fan graphs, they've got a couple of scouts that, that work and actually analyze the player and everything. But a lot of these guys are just talking to front office officials and saying, well, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? It's the same thing with a lot of times with mock drafts for the NFL or the NBA, they're just talking to officials within the league. And it's all about how much information you can get from those those places and, and those people. And then you kind of pare down or, or organize your rankings from there, taking into account injuries and and of course minor league stats and everything like that. It's it's fun to talk about for sure. We love talking about the prospect rankings, but it's also like when we hear about the Rays have so many top 100 prospects, like we've known this. It's it's not like it shouldn't we don't need to put up a billboard about this. We've, they've been accumulating prospects for years and years. And when right. they trade guys, we, we should assume that they're going to have one of the best farm systems, if not the best farm system. And they can't wait to see the number one farm system for the last three years, uh, yeah. put up these number one farm kits and see what they have. That'll be nice. That'll At be some nice. point, I, we're going to have to see some of these guys and we'll see right? if they, they live up to their hype and expectations. You can be a top prospect, can you, but can you perform at the big league level? That's, that's, that's a big right. question for sure. All right, we'll continue this discussion. I have a couple of things that I want to discuss that I read up on from the weekend. But first, we've got to tell you about a couple of our friends like betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust in the betting world, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. The greatest protein bar on the planet. I like to say 18 amazing flavors, including several new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're all delicious. You know why? Because they're soft and easy to chew and they're 100% covered 
in chocolate. Unlike so many protein bars out there that it's like biting into a rock or a piece of chalk and it just doesn't taste very good. Built Bar literally tastes just like a candy bar. Better yet, they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So what you should do if you're trying to get on a healthy kick, go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, some of the things that I picked up over the weekend. First off, man, we could have a major, another blockbuster trade with the Rays, according to some rumors that are being thrown out there by C. Trent Rosencrans of The Athletic. He is the Cincinnati Reds beat writer, and he put out there that the Reds are interested in shortstop Willie Adamas and that Cincinnati and Tampa Bay already had discussed Adamas in trade talks earlier this winter, but the Reds wanted to explore the free agent market first. Well, D.D. Gregorius has signed elsewhere. Marcus Simeon has signed elsewhere. And Andretel Simmons has signed elsewhere. So Adamas at 25 years old and under team control through 2024 could really be a fit for the Reds. And I wouldn't mind seeing this, quite frankly. I mean, I think this could be a deal if it does get worked out that would definitely help both sides. For one, we know about the Rays and their bevy of middle infield prospects, one named Wander Franco. And I don't think Taylor Walls is getting enough love out there among some of the other guys we talked about, like Vidal Brujan, Xavier Edwards, so on and so forth. But it also goes back to something we discussed last week with Brandon Lau possibly being moved to third or being tried out to third. What the Rays could be doing is they could move Joey Wendell to short temporarily until Wander Franco or some of these other prospects are available. Also, I think, you know, it might not be a bad time for Willie Adamas to get a change of scenery. One, how game six ended. We still have that vividly in our minds and how he didn't take the bat off his shoulder, but we know about his struggles at the trop. He can't hit it home. He hasn't been able to do it in two seasons. He, he has a career 227 batting average at the trop 204 in 2019 181 in 2020. I'd also, you know, it wouldn't be bad to move that 36% strikeout rate off the roster as well. Also, I've talked about how I do love, if there's something I do really love about Willie Adams, besides the defensive component, is his power. And I think there is a lot of power potential locked into that bat of his. Also, as we see some swing and miss there too. But you go to Great American Ballpark, uh, you could you could go from a 2025 home run guy to a 2530 home run guy just like that. Also, I think uh, a much easier division uh, to play to in terms of the pitching that is currently set up with the likes of the Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Brewers, uh, compared to the ALE. So I think this could be something that works out for both sides uh, if this does come to fruition. When we were doing our player reviews last year, and if um... – Anybody that's listening, miss the player reviews, check them out. Uh, we went player by player. On the Willie Adamas player review, you mentioned how you believe when he is able to have his body completely filled out, which mm-hmm. should be close to, um, that he could be a 30-bomb guy. 
I have my my hesitancy my hesitancy towards that. I think he at most could be a 22 25 bomb like and that would be like a career year. You put him in Cincinnati, 30 is very achievable for yeah. Willie Adams now cuz when he gets a hold of one, they're mammoths. Uh, it, it's really impressive the the power that he generates. So, um yeah, a couple of fly balls that are usually uh, held in by the AC those are going to go out in Cincinnati. So that would be very interesting. Now, <clears throat> we did put a poll last week when this wasn't even really a big thing. Uh, we said, would you rather trade Willie Adamas, open up that side for Wander or whoever uh, mm-hmm. is there until Wander? And then you get a little bit of right-handed power from Eugenio Suarez. Now, un- unbeknownst to me, I thought this was every, I, I, we were going to get crapped on and we're like, what are you talking about, Willie? Right. We had those. Um, I'm, I'm talking about you, Melissa. But other people, most people were in for it. People want right-handed power. People would want, want to pay $11 million to Eugenio Suarez. And I think that's okay. I think because if you look at third base, since Longoria left, the Rays have stopped caring about the defensive uh, prowess of their third baseman Matt mm-hmm. Duffy you can argue that he was uh, shorthanded but I mean obviously n- not in the likes of, of Evan Longoria he's uh, not your typical after- uh corner outfield or corner infielder with power that's for sure uh, oh yeah no not at all but uh but shorthandedly uh you know there there hasn't been a, an, an incredible you know third baseman since Longoria left. And and I think that speaks to the new philosophy by, by the race. They don't really care about defense on third, uh, at least, at least in the last three or four years. Yeah. Or they so, think that Willie Adamas does so well defensively or covers up more range that they don't really need, you know, uh, uh, a gold glove caliber third baseman they can stick yandy diaz there they can stick whoever they want and they know that willie adamas will cover more of that ground there you have to have a lot of confidence there when you put yoshi sutsugo there at third so um that that would be something interesting you get a lot of power which the race obviously do need the the strikeouts uh by adamas obviously what 35 percent last year that needs to Mm -hmm. There's a lot of strikeouts right now. And it's not like Eugenio Suarez is a contact hitter and will never strike out because obviously right. he will with, with that type of power. But a guy that, you know, can hit 30, 40 bombs, that's yeah, my I, nice. I, I like Suarez. The only thing is I think he's got a $66 million contract through 2024. That Now, if the Rays were say, okay, we'll trade Kevin Kiermaier and we'll take Eugenio Suarez's salary too, maybe they could do kind of a, a salary swap there. And at some point, you got to spend some money. You can't just keep... They're right. literally pin- pinching pennies here. 11 million. Goes, yeah. Yeah. 11 million, Kevin. Like it's, it's not, it's 11 million per year average for Eugenio yeah. Suarez. So it's not like out of the world, you know, salary here. It's crazy how we think $11 million in a professional baseball team is a lot of money when you see people yeah. trading. Nolan Aronado has been traded and he has like a $225 million tagline. I mean, come yes. on. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if it'd be a straight up Adamas for Suarez or if the Rays would even be totally interested in Suarez. But I will say I wouldn't mind. I know the Rays have accumulated a lot of prospects so far, but I wouldn't mind another catching prospect thrown into the shuffle. Just keep <laughs> accumulating catchers and find one that works out, which brings me to 
The Reds did this past year draft Jackson Miller out of Mitchell High School, local kid from the Newport Ritchie Trinity area, uh, third rounder, I think, and he is ranked as their 15th best prospect. So that could be maybe a piece of the trade. It's just something, look, I wouldn't be surprised. It makes a lot of sense. You've got so many middle infielders that are on the come up for the Rays. And and at some, we, we always said that Willie Adamas, I mean, unless he signed a long-term contract extension, he was probably the next to go with Wander Franco and so many other guys knocking on the door too. Yeah. So something definitely could be worked out. And I know uh, Rosencrantz is a very respected and very in the know reporter with the Reds. Although I know he and uh, Brandon Phillips and Dusty Baker had their dust ups in the past, but I, I just, I feel bad for feeling sour on Willie Adamas, but, it's been the same story. He's not, I, I feel like he's never going to hit it at the top. And that is a concern when half your games, you're not going to be, you're well, going to go over four with three strikes. He's, he, he's pre-arb right now. So if you're the race, I think you don't shop him just yet. You're like, no, let's see one more year. If he can hit at the top. Now, yes. if he, he, if he pulls another Willie uh, and, and cannot hit whatsoever at home, then I think you have to trade him because you you can't have a guy post up 81 times and a guy that doesn't actually get injured, which is very valuable in itself yes. to not get injured, obviously, and, and be there for most of the season. You you can't do that and 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 just be a negative on the lineup. Uh, I, I don't think for so long. Uh, I think they'll keep him. I think they'll keep him, but because I don't think that they're ready to either do a Walls Wendell until franco uh for so long uh, i think although we know we didn't know this is a this is a transition year this yeah. is the, it, it, there's try out guys see what works play any trade play deadline the there you go. this maybe, is maybe, this it, is the play yeah. the prospects year right yes this is definitely play the prospects year and that's why i say if the rays are not heading the right way or maybe they are but they want to make a trade just to like look at 2022 instead of 2021 this would be a trade that we shouldn't be surprised is sending adamas away and maybe give half of a season of franco to play minor leagues and then when you send out adamas do the same thing that you did with adamas and echeveria adamas gets a little uh cup of coffee he goes back to the minors. Echeverria gets traded, and now Willie. Hey, here you go. This is your shortstop. You take it. Maybe that's what they want with Franco. You ship off Willie, and hey, this is yours. Nobody's taking it off. Wendell's not mm-hmm. going to play against righties for you. Now, this is your spot here. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea for sure. With how the Rays are thinking, I, I think I, I will say where I probably wouldn't be on board with this is if the Rays traded both Willie Adamas and Kevin Kiermeyer in the same offseason because I feel like you have to have some sort of leadership, some sort of experience, Agreed. some sort of the guy who who's the top step guy on the team after yeah. you trade if you trade both those guys. Like you've got to have somebody that can bring along some of these younger kids and show them this is how it gets done and that, and that are willing to emphasize and be emphatic about that. So it's just something to watch again. Look, I, I don't think Willie Adamas is going to be in a raised uniform for the next five years. Maybe not the next three years, maybe not the next two years, maybe not the next year. So it's, it's definitely something to watch out for and keep an eye on who knows, maybe the, uh, uh well, they, they, they I was going to say that the, the, the Rays could trade Willie Adamas to the Padres, but I think the Padres are pretty well set at shortstop and in the entire <laughs> middle infield, but who knows, maybe the Padres just want to Trade to trade, that, that, that is yeah. their want, that is their, their like to do for sure there. Um, another thing I learned, uh, man, DJ LeMayhew, 
He has some comments on things. He, uh, in no uncertain terms, uh, drew an uproar from the baseball world and many in the Rays fan contingent about saying the Yankees were a better team than the AL champion Rays. Now some context here. Uh, in 2020, the Yankees finished 33 and 27, seven games behind the 40 and 20 Rays. Also, the Rays had their way with the Yanks last season, winning eight of 10 regular season games before ousting them in a five game American League Division Series on their way to the World Series. But this is the quote from DJ LeMahieu. I'm going to read it to you. And I don't know what context this was given in and the question that was asked. If he's talking about the playoffs, okay. If he's talking about over the course of the season, then I can see and understand why people have a bigger problem with it. But he said, uh, quote, I think we ran into a really hot Tampa team. I thought we were better than they were. I think they just made a couple plays that we didn't, and that was the bottom line. Moving forward, we've got to make those plays, whatever it is. I just thought last year... They just had our number, and it was disappointing. I really think we're going to get over the hump here. Hopefully, that just keeps building. Honestly, I don't know why, and I think some people out there cherry-pick some quotes, but I, I don't see what's so wrong with this statement or why it drew such an uproar, especially if he's mainly just talking about the playoffs because it was a nail, nail-biting series victory. For the Rays, yeah. the, the Rays won in five games in the ALDS by one run score of two to one in game five on a, I don't want to say a lucky home run by Mike Brasso, but one in a million chance for Mike Brasso to go yard on, on a Chapman. Moreover, uh, the Yankees actually outscored the Rays in the ALDS. The Yankees scored well, 24 runs in that series compared to the Rays 21 runs. So it, I don't, And I think DJ was maybe injured for a portion of the regular season. So he might not have the full, he might've missed like four or five games and, and didn't see, you know, the Rays butt whip the Yankees over the course of the regular season. But if he's just talking about the playoffs, I don't see why that, that is such a big issue, but I, I I see you're, you're shaking right now. You're it's, you just want to punch DJ LeMahieu in the face for his comments. Well, it's it's the attitude, Kevin. It's the attitude. It's that Yankee attitude. Nobody ever beats us. We're always going to be the best, no matter what happened. Oh, gee, I wonder if there if there was only a way to pit two teams that do the same sport and then figure out who 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 plays better. I I I, I really wish that could yeah. be. Oh, wait, there is. It's the regular season, and then there's the playoffs, and whoever wins is the best team. Well, you look at that. Oh, also, they played fifteen games in 2020 the Rays won 11 right I I, I, I mean you 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 can't you can't I mean that's that's really good math right there right I mean they they had the Yankees number though it wasn't a race hot team um in in the playoffs it was throughout the whole season they had their number. I, 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 I think it's the attitude that gets race fans upset. It gets me upset when I read that quote because, dude, just take the L. Just take the L. Yeah. And, well, and, and, that's, and that's the issue, I think. It, it, you're right. I, I think if he's talking about uh, the, the playoffs, it has a little bit more ground to stand on. Those quotes, oh, they were a hot team. They, they made a couple plays that we didn't. Is that a, an, an homage to Judge breaking his neck? Uh, on Austin yeah. Meadows' home run, maybe, uh, but they, you know, I think they also had a couple plays that 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 saved them too. 
Uh, it, it was a very tough game five. I, I, I just don't like the attitude. And I think a lot of race right. fans are, are getting that. It's, it's the, well, we weren't really beat. We were still the best. It's like, you're a child. Take the L. You lost. Yeah. And also, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I don't like wholeheartedly disagree with you. I just didn't understand. I think the media maybe blew this out of proportion. I would have liked to see how he answered this question. The media blows everything out of proportion, by yes. the way, as somebody who works in the media. But this guy had just signed a $90 million deal with the Yankees. He's not going to, in his first you know, intro interview after signing right. that deal saying, yeah, man, the Yankees are, or the Rays are a really good team. I mean, they were really, <laughs> really good, man. Yeah. They, they kicked our Contest. asses last year. Like he's an, he's a competitor. He's a world-class athlete. He's going right. to say, yeah, you know what? I, I think we're better. There are a couple bounces that went their way. We're a really good team too. Um, you, you want to pump up your own team and your own ego a little bit. So I don't really have as big of an issue. Here, here's basically what I'm trying to say. I don't have as big of an issue as what so many others on. It's so so easy to see a quote on Twitter and then go nuts and go crazy with it. And I think, first of all, the full context of the quote wasn't even put out there by the people no, that were. Probably not. You know, it's so easy to put headlines out there. DJ LeMahieu says Yankees were a better team than AL champion race. Okay, yes, technically he did say that, but how did he say that, and I think that's something that we've got to watch out for. But hey, food for fodder. Maybe this is something where the Rays—it's bulletin board material. You know, print yeah. this out, print this out online, and 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 maybe this is some off-season reading for Kevin Kiermaier and Willie Adamas and and the Rays pitchers and such. But I mean, if if we're just talking about in the context of that playoff series, that was a back and forth. That was close. And like, who would have expected what what Brasso did that Michael Perez would hit a home run that Mike Zanino would hit a home run that so many, I mean, they did technically outscore the Rays in the playoffs. And, um, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, look, the media overblows everything. I think, I think that's I think a, so. a conclusion we can come to. Um, but I do I also get that. your, your sentiment about the Yankees have this higher than thou mentality. It's a tired which, act. Yes. It's yeah. a tired act. We get it. The pinstripes are better than everybody. Like, that's where I'm coming from. I, I just don't like the attitude, but I do understand that obviously when you sign a $90 million contract, you're not going to say, well, the team that I was in last year, which is this same organization was um, yeah. horribly yeah. Uh, outplayed by a team that spends a fourth of, uh, of this team. No, obviously he's not going to say that they're competitors. I think you're right, but I think what bothers most race fans. And I think honestly, a lot of other fandom, Yankees fan uh, or, or yeah. Red Sox fans. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of other people are like, what are you talking about? And so uh, that's, I think where everybody's anger or annoyance comes from. It's that Yankee pinstripe. We're better than everybody all the time, no matter what happens, no matter if we haven't been to the world series since 2009, no matter if we haven't won more than two or three to uh, playoff series in the last 11 years, we're still the best you know yes all right uh get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast peter bukowski hosts locked on today a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes subscribe to locked on today wherever you get podcasts as a reminder check out our patreon page patreon.com slash raise unfiltered that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. 
Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Wednesday.